Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Radley. Hey, V, how are you? I'm great. I'm Kai Rizdal. Kai Rizdal? Kai Rizdal. He's on NPR. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> he talks like that. Um, hi. Hi, sorry. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm back, back in town. You've got such a San Francisco tan going on. I do, on. I do. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was, uh, we, we, we did the Josh Gondelman and Christine Lakin podcast kind of back-to-back before I left for my little Sketchfest endeavor. Little. Huh. Now I'm back. Boom. We're starting up fresh with a really cool guest. I'm so excited. I didn't get to go because of this fetus. Right. <laughs> He's got a lot to make up to me already. Yeah, that's, that's a defeatist attitude <laughs> oh. well luckily our chemistry is really <laughs> was it ever here that's a good question um hey guys welcome, welcome to the podcast we have a sponsor this episode we sure do uh we love these guys squarespace is back in the fold thank you guys thank you so much you are slick and cool and you make things easier than they seem like they could be that's right so squarespace if you guys aren't familiar is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website blog portfolio online store whatever you want they'll handle all that stuff for you they're constantly updating their platform with new features new designs more support uh it's really the designs are nice they're so nice they're and really cool. the site is really self-explanatory like you can create something that looks like it took designers hours and hours and hours, which I'm sure it did on one end, but on your end, it's not so hard. <laughs> your end, not so much. There's lots of different style options. You can adjust them all you want. And you can really create your own space. Yeah. You can really personalize it to yourself. Uh, it takes care of the hosting, SEO, and they even make sure your site automatically looks great on any device. So whether you're on a mobile or an iPad or a VHS player, <laughs> Those whatever are, you're looking at it on. It looks great on Game Boys. Right. Uh, it's really easy to use, but if you need help, Squarespace, they have an amazing support team. They're, they're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Real people. Yep. But actually know how to use their own thing, which is impressive. That's right. <laughs> and it starts at just $8 a month. What? Yep. And includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. I spend more than that on lemons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you and your lemon spending. I've been pitching that, that catchphrase to them. They it's not, it's they not catching. They don't love it. Uh, but for a free trial and 10% off your <gasps> first purchase on a new account, go to squarespace.com and use the offer POP2. That's P-O-P-2. Squarespace.com, P-O-P-2. The number two. That's right. The number two. It's the Dude, shit, no. yo. Anywho, uh, thank you, Squarespace, so much. And guys, check it out if you would. Please. Also, uh, we're mostly listener-supported. We are. We do get sponsors like the wonderful Squarespace That's today, right. But usually it's you that provides the backbone that makes this possible. That's right. Uh, there's a donate button on our website. Hotmyculturepodcast.com. Every amount helps. And yes. uh, we will give you a shout-out on the air should you donate something. It's a very nice arrangement. And we do have some people to thank yeah, today. Yeah, we do. Um, and we brought in a really special guy that... I don't know if we've ever had him on the podcast. He's always hanging out at the house. Yeah, yeah. He's asked so many times to be on the podcast. So <laughs> we're like, people don't want you. That's right. But they want you like this. This is what he's known for, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Neville and the Thank You Kids. Hey, everybody. Hey, Aaron. So we're nice. Really to have excited you. to do this for you. Yeah. Um, so here's a list of some people that have been very generous. Okay. If you could just, I don't know, give a give a little spin. To sure, that. sure. Cool. Let me see. Audio spin. I want to thank Shoshana. Oh. She's number one. Shoshana. Her name rhymes with banana. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you, Aaron. And then there's Johnson. Johnson. First name should be her last name. It could be both. We call him John. Yeah, we do. But Johnson is his full name. It's very provocative. But don't forget about Erin. How could we? Erin's the best. She gave cash to you. But don't forget Sean. His name could be a whole day long. Thank you, Sean. Everybody donates to PMC. Panties, panties, panties. Oh, I've never gotten these before. This is tremendous. I'm going to need them back. Tell his soldiers I'll be in the back room if you need me. We're not going to need you again, Aaron. This was it. Oh. This was it. I see. Bye, you beautiful man. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> That was an adventure. Meticulously scripted and rehearsed. So thank you, Shoshana, Johnson, Aaron, and Sean. Should you need your money back? (laughs) Speaking of, you can email us. That's right. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. Yep. We read them all. We'll respond to you. I'm a little behind right now because I've been depressed on bed rest, but I'm going to catch up. I'm feeling in better spirits these days. There you go. (laughs) Everything I started was really depressing, and you don't want to get that email from me. But, you know, uh, just let us know uh, how you like the show and guest suggestions and things like that. Uh, We actually have a few cool people coming in in the next couple weeks we, we think do. so um really excited to uh what we'll have in the future yes and if you ever think of any would you rather questions or wizard questions you can send those to me too <laughs> yeah please take some stuff off of vanessa's yeah, plate please i'm really dying right now that's right <laughs> uh well let's uh let's get to our guest this he's week wonderful. shall we he's a really cool guy yep all right here we go Woof. Uh, our guest today, uh, well, he was on the last season of HBO's Eastbound and Down, and yes. now he's currently starring on Rake opposite Greg Kinnear. Omar J. Dorsey is here. Hello, Omar. Hello. How are you Welcome. guys doing today? Vanessa Cole, how are you guys doing? Not We're bad. Doing not well. bad. Awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Well, thanks for coming. We did it. Thank you. We're done. Uh-huh. <laughs> and really that's easy. a wrap. Really easy. Damn it. <laughs> this is a podcast that just tries to do the surface. Okay. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the Greetings Podcast. Um, all right. Lots to talk about in pop culture. It's been a little yeah. while since we've been on here. Um, one thing that's happening nearby is Dumb Starbucks. Have you oh, heard about this? Dumb. I know what. I heard what you call it yet. I heard... Uh, Justin Bieber got beat up. I didn't hear that. Well, I wish that was real. But it wasn't real. That's a fake. that wasn't real. Oh, man. I, I know Blake everyone Griffin. was so excited. I was, because I haven't seen Blake fight anybody. <laughs> like, he's actually fighting somebody. Okay, it was a... All right. I had a feeling. I said, this can't be true. All I right. love that it was a slap fight, though. That's what yeah. made it believable. Yeah, it's like, no, it's yeah. Cool. Yep. And the fact that they picked Blake Griffin. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, to... Yeah. to it's just perfect because, like, why would Blake Griffin smack around? I mean, we know why anybody would want to smack yeah. around. Yeah. For all of us. But why specifically why. would Blake well, Griffin? Well, Blake can't slap anybody around the NBA, so he's going to find Justin. And that would have been perfect. It's like, okay, now we like you, Blake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it would have given the world a gift. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so that ended up being fake. Okay, now, I don't know about the other Starbucks one now. What's going on? This is good. So it's nearby. It's on, like, Hillhurst or something. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's And basically, it's a Starbucks. Right. But it says dumb Starbucks, so there's a word dumb above it. <laughs> Right. It's not owned by the Starbucks chain at all. It just oh, okay. looks exactly like Starbucks. And serves the exact same drinks and everything, but it says, like, dumb Frappuccino, dumb, dumb oh, this, really? right? And so the argument is that they can use, and it uses the exact insignia of Starbucks, but with the word dumb in front of it. Okay. Everything else is the same. And they're saying, look, before you lawyers freak out, this is a parody of Starbucks. 
Ah, so it's protected under the same law. Um, weird Al Yankovic stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the example right. they the give on their Alley. website. It's like, right. you know, because we're doing a parody of this, right. and it allows us to use their intellectual property. Wow. Uh, of course, I'm sure it's going to get shut down soon because yeah. I don't think it really is protected under that. Right. Because there is a thing that says that, like, unless it causes confusion in the marketplace, which right. is what this oh. exactly will do. Yeah. So I don't think it's long for this world. Oh, okay. But it is up, and people, of course, are freaking out and going. They have huge lines, and it's this big thing. And I believe I read that Nathan Fielder's behind it, who's a comic. He's on um, some Comedy Central stuff and stuff, too. So I don't know the exact deals of that yet. But it's up there, and it's real, and people are going, and there's photos all over the internet. Oh, wow. Okay, I got, I'm busy. It's on Hillhurst. Yeah. I think so. It's nearby. Why not go to dumb yeah. Starbucks? I, I mean, it's not go. really going to threaten Starbucks. It's like, not. nothing could threaten Starbucks. But I'm quite sure the, 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 the brand managers are pretty enormous oh, uh, <laughs> about that. Yeah. But at the same time, they're probably like, this is great publicity for us. Yeah. So we'll let it ride uh, for a little while until it's not cool anymore, right. and we'll then we'll them. shut it down. Because there'll be a few other places doing, you know, black Starbucks. And oh, yeah. This, you this know opens a gateway. It, it opens the yeah. gate to, and they're like, hold on, now we're going too far. So they probably have to shut it down, you know, at its early inception. That's because then it could be everything too. Dumb McDonald's, dumb yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind get, of a they don't want to set an example, so to speak. But I'm sure that Starbucks is going to take its time destroying it. Because, right. you know, at this point now, people are talking about Starbucks, even though it's not really Starbucks. Right. But still, it's more brand recognition. Not Do that people, people really have it. to talk about Starbucks? I know, right? <laughs> it's just ubiquitous, right? it, it is. It's like we're talking about Ralph's. Or we're talking about, you know, it's like we're talking about Kleenex. Speaking now, of which, know. Ralph's, you guys. I know. <laughs> That's another topic no. we love to cover. Oh, really? um, you been to stupid Ralph's? I know. I know. It's just like Ralph's. <laughs> right next door to quirky pavilions. Uh, have you guys heard? This isn't on the list, Cole. I'm going rogue. Right, about what fine. Shia LaBeouf is doing right yeah. now? He's, got, he's wearing a bag that says, I'm not famous. He's I'm not in, famous anymore. Right. Mm. He has been. He's acknowledging that. It's on Beverly that he's set up for four days or seven days now in an art gallery. And it's called the I'm Sorry thing, I think, exhibit. And it's basically a ripoff of a lot of other um what's it called artists performance artists yeah, performance oh, okay. art, which maybe he's like nodding to his plagiarism even in ripping these people off but basically yeah. you go in and there's a room full of objects that are like they represent projects he's done like the whip from indiana jones mm-hmm. and all these different little trinkets some a t- transformers toy so you go in the first room and it's one person at a time. You pick one of these objects, and then you're told Shia LaBeouf is in the next room, and you can go in and do anything you want to him with that object, and he will not respond. And so you pick one object, you go in, and he's in there with a bag on his head with the eyes cut out, and you can either say you accept his apology or you could throw the object at him or anything. And people have written about like their experience doing it, because I guess this is the second day it's open now. Um, and some people are like, he just sat there and sobbed. And I, it just sounds like the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, what is really going strange on? porn. Yeah. <laughs> how, do we, James how do we Frank know it's this. Boy, How do we know it's him? He's got a bag on his head. Well, they it, said it the tattoos other, match, little, and there's okay. holes cut out for the eyes. 
If you come at him menacingly, does he go, no, 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 That's how you know it's him. I mean, okay, this whole thing, like, I just wonder if this entire thing he's been Joaquin Phoenixing it, you know what I mean? Like, remember when Joaquin Phoenix did the thing with the rap stuff and it was all for that documentary and then he's like, never mind, I'm not really that guy. I wonder how much of that was even a work. I think Joaquin might have went nuts and we're just playing. Right. Oh, no, that was a joke. That time that I had a total mental collapse. He is like, you know, came from a Hollywood family. His right. brother died young. He used to be called Leaf. Let's not forget that he changed his right. name to Joaquin. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he's done interesting kind of quirky projects since yeah. he's gotten older. So there's, yeah, there's no way to say how much of that is calculated and how much of it is just actual, like, kind of insanity and following yeah. your whims. Or drugs. Right. <laughs> and having people right. around you that won't say anything is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yes men around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. you get to a certain level of fame. Every idea is a good idea. Yeah. Oh, and in the press release that his manager sent out that explains, like, what this exhibition is, they, they're they also in that room full of things you can choose. There's something of the author that he plagiarized, Daniel Klaus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in the press release, they spelled that guy's name wrong. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's the one thing they couldn't plagiarize correctly. <laughs> you were good with stealing all the intellectual property, but... I would probably just go in that room and then just ask him for props he doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> is there a hole from holes? That's all I was thinking. Yeah. So, can I put you down there? Is that fun? <laughs> <laughs> that thing of jam or whatever it is that they find? Uh, <laughs> holes really stuck with you. That really made an impression on you. That's right, man. That's the first movie I thought about when you said Shia LaBeouf That's, that's that what crazy? I like to think about. Me too. It's yeah. like because it was good yeah. and it was fun and like I like to think of him as that Not, yeah. coming off of even Stevens transitioning. Even Stevens is all I have for him. That was yeah. my favorite. Oh, Can I take him to Shaker Heights and leave him in Cleveland? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> is that part of the exhibition? <laughs> then he'll really not be famous anymore, I think. I wonder what's like, you know, like we talk about even Stevens, right? Yeah. You know, you got a guy who's been um, famous and he's, he's from a family of gypsies. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Real life. So when you think about like uh, a guy who's been famous that long like, what is, I, I, it has to be a, something like it's just going off a rocker. I don't know if it's about the exhibition that he's doing yeah. or whatever it is. You know, when he was in Berlin last week, he had the um, thing over his head when he went to the, the Nymphomania um, yeah. premiere. I'm wondering, I, I look at it because I'm older now and I'm just now getting, you know, into the game. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this is a guy who's been around since he was 12 years old. Yeah. Now he's almost pushing 30. Um, is he? You I might, think that's right. Yeah, like yeah. he's somewhere in like in late twenties. Late twenties. Yeah, and even Stevens maybe even started before that. Like right. I think he was a little dude. He was like that, real young. Yeah. So it's like something is something is obviously cracked inside of him. I don't know. I mean, or maybe he's just doing performance art. I don't know. But that the, I guess performance art loves to ask that question. Like, what is art? Right. Because it does make you think. Really, at this point, and when your whole angle is not famous anymore, and what you're doing is a huge publicity stunt, which makes right. you like, more famous because now yeah. people are talking about you. It's right. So many eye rolls. Yeah, it's yeah. like it just feeds into the the machine. Like it's our fault for talking about it, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know it what I mean? My fault. Like, Cole didn't even put it on the prep. I didn't even put it on the <laughs> uh, just in general, like not just us, but everybody tweeting and making jokes yeah. about it, and right. like whatever, like it just basically just fans the flames and you know yeah. it accomplishes exactly what like obviously i'm not famous anymore i am more famous now right. of, <laughs> so yeah, yeah so i can't you know it's, it's gotta be at least a little bit calculated i'm not famous anymore is trendy because if you wanted he's that he's not in the new transformers i don't know maybe is he not in the new transformers no, marky mark is now is he supposed to be Shia LaBeouf? I believe he's playing the same role, isn't he? Really? Is he? Oh, my gosh. That the, is he's delightful the star of the movie. that's true. He's the star. Whoa. Yeah. 
Mark Wahlberg. I'm sorry, not Mark. Right. Mark. We can still call him Marky Mark. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, <gonna laughs> solve that's his holes. Right. No, it's great because the entire Funky Bunch is in the movie too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing Transformers. They're doing voiceover. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if if Shia wanted all this to really go away and not be famous anymore, or whatever, all he would have done is issued an apology for plagiarizing and then stopped yep. right instead of doing all these crazy stunts <laughs> after the facts right. and now like this whole thing is just completely calculated and ridiculous yeah, yeah it is yeah yeah bit rude a bit sassy yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm not mad at him yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad but yeah. uh, not as sad this is a good transition oh no you're going into something really sad now. as philip seymour hoffman so sad we've not talked about yet yeah. you yeah. haven't talked about that yet no mm-hmm. oh, okay um yeah that was that's a big one. Yeah. Um, not fully surprising because he knew that he had like he drug issues. issues. Yeah. yeah. But also just kind of like shit. Like this is what happens when you do drugs, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is a consequence that could happen. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It was the. And he's such a good actor. I'm sorry. Go such a good actor. Yeah. I mean, the stuff he did. I'm sure, like everyone, you know, going through his IMDb that day, and because mm-hmm. you ever there's like all the favorite roles you remember, yeah. but then you go through and look at the span of character work he did there wasn't a type there wasn't anything that he played it was all over the map and james urbaniak did you read his blog posts Mm -mm. he did he did a great blog post about losing a role to him in the late 90s like Mm. in the new york theater scene um but it was so it was just so sad and then the next phase was like the discussions that opened up about addiction on social media like everybody seemed to be weighing in on some people were very insensitive, like, that's what you get when you're selfish. Well, hmm. um, and then other people were well, I think people talking get pissed about the reality because, like, he had, you know, kids and yeah. stuff like that, too. So there's just, like, there's some people just don't understand the addiction side of things. They're just like, well, just don't do drugs. You have kids, you know? Yeah. And then you leave kids behind, then people get pissed, you know? Yeah. Or, like, you can't prioritize. That was some people, you know, you have a family. Or when is it enough? You're so rich. You're, like, this is a man alone in his apartment with right. 50 bags of heroin. I don't think he was, like, yeah. having the time of his life. Right, right. I think that is the saddest, saddest. Yeah, there was no goofy 80s montage happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 High fives and <laughs> trying on outfits. No. None of that was happening. It's so sad. Yeah, it's, I, I just wonder what his last project was like i haven't even looked that up yet but like because like that's the that'll be the oh, footnote show, like right that hunger was games, right? he was doing hunger games he was, he was hunger, hunger games. games yeah he was, he was uh, that's true he got a dope at it he had almost finished <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard I, really i'm from atlanta and i heard the dudes down there who i know they like yeah, he was in this is a spot called the bluff they said he gets down in the bluff every night it's a drug oh my gosh place. he said he was in the hunger bluff. games dope yeah, Atlanta dope, and it's not good dope, probably. No, it sounds. I mean, I guess it's not. Shit. Yeah, it sounds. You know, yeah. It's not too That's good. not like the worst footnote because, like, you know, Raul Julia's last role was in Street Fighter, right? But he was great. He was yeah, bison. He was, he was bison. Was he? Yes. he was cool, but still, like, it's a weird. Like, he's considered a very serious stage actor, and he's in a video game movie, a Spanish prisoner, and stuff. It's like with, right. you're bison now. And that's what he'll go right. out as. And like John Candy was Wagons East, I think. Oh. Yeah, um, which is fine. Like, I whatever. think Philip Seymour Hoffman had a development. He was filming a show for He was HBO working on a show with Catherine Hahn, which yeah. was and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And that's sad because, like, I mean, of course, the death is the ultimate sad thing. But, you know, when you hear about that, I guess that whole show is getting pulled yeah, now. And it's yeah. like so many people's work yeah. and everything like that was about to, it was about to all happen for right. so many people. Like, I think about the writers and everything. It's like, oh. Uh. Yeah. What was he doing with HBO? Do you know? I don't know what the show is called, but it was like a. John, can you look it up? It was yes. like a, I guess it was like a 
comedic drama. Yeah. Oh, was it? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be, I knew Catherine Hahn was in it too. Yeah. Cause, uh, she was supposed to do sketch fest and then didn't. Um, but and on the other end of the celebrity life lived spectrum is Shirley Temple Black. I know. Who made it a long time. Yeah, 85 years. 85. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was a big Shirley Temple fan. I was when I was a kid. I used to love watching those movies. She was amazing. I watched them. I used to sit there and watch, and I was like, oh, man, she could really dance. And then if you ever watch, if you ever torture yourself and watch Toddlers and Tiaras or something, now Uh you're like, these kids don't have it. They don't. No, it's just different. (laughs) They all wish. Everybody's trying to do like a Shirley Temple routine. Right. No, I um, Bad Grandpa. I grab Bad Granddad. No, I want to. Okay. It's a little. the the it ends with the boy, the the, the grandson yeah. is dressed up as as a girl doing a Tyler and Tiara. He's oh doing, my god! He was doing the good ship lollipop. I think he was. For there some it reason. is. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's a classic. It is. Yeah. If you're gonna put your little boy in a pageant, yeah. that's what he's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in drag. <laughs> but that's just, yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That, I, it, it sort of struck me. I was like, damn, Shirley Temple. Oh, man. I, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know she was still with us. Is that bad? I was like, oh, she, I think she was 85. 85. And you get yeah. to a certain point, and you're not like she's putting out movies anymore. Right. I think she might have stopped it like When she was 13. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not like she put out little movies called, like, The Oldest Rebel. Or yeah. I know like, none of that was. Chilling with Betty White or anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the other girls. end of the Shia LaBeouf spectrum of a kid that had fame so early. Right. And was the biggest star of the, her era. The world, like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Mm-hmm. And then just became a good person. She was taking well, some of Shia's I mean, no, there were some for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> she was his stand-in for holes. She was. <laughs> <laughs> that show, by the way, was called Happy-ish. Oh, um, okay. looked it up. The, okay. the Phil okay. Hoffman show. Okay. The Phil Hoffman show. Oh. Yeah, Happy-ish is what That's it was called. heaven. I know. Um, here's something weird. Okay. So Burger King in Japan... <laughs> has released a new apple pie-flavored burger oh, called the BK Ringo. <coughs> Ringo is the Japanese word for apple, I guess. Okay. No. Uh, it's got grilled apple slices and cinnamon mayonnaise on it. I don't like that. No, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> I just wonder, like, I guess they use these weird foreign markets to test weird bullshit right. just to see if it... What's yeah. happening in that taste kitchen, <laughs> a test kitchen, that they're like, yeah, let's put the apple slices on there. Yeah. Was that in Japan, you said? Japan, yeah. yeah. They do freak, BK they Japan. Do wild stuff over there. Right. They do, yeah. I mean, I can understand, like, I mean, you have, you sell apple pie at McDonald's and things. Yeah. So, yeah. like, why not just sell, a, make an apple pie dessert? Right. And then somebody but really wants to combine the, the two, just put it on the top of your burger. Yeah. You, <laughs> and everybody wins. You. Everybody yeah. wins. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how that'll go over. It, it, it'll probably sell. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. It probably won't sell well. <laughs> You're gonna reverse to be it. Like, nah, it probably won't. Nah. It depends. You have to really think. Like maybe down south, where people want to combine their foods like that. And I'm talking about in, in America, would it sell well? Maybe they'll the frosty maybe. and French fry kind of. Yeah, I like frosty and French fries too. though. That's the best. Yeah. I do. All right. Oh. Good. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like what was that Paula Deen burger? Like the oh donuts. It was basically crispy cream donuts with a burger in them. Yeah, that's Bun that, that comes cream. from um, Boondocks. You, you're in the oh, TV really? show Boondocks. It's called the Luther. The Luther Vandross. <laughs> it's a uh, crispy cream. Um, it's crispy cream. Ham, it's a hamburger. It's like uh, bacon, eggs. All that stuff, and they put it together. It's called the Luther. Oh my yeah. gosh! I've actually had um, at one of our sketches parties. They had these little, basically they called them donut burgers. So they were, but they're like sliders. So it was like mm-hmm. a tiny patty between like a donut thing, and it wasn't 
bad. Right. But I can't imagine but committing to an need entire. Does that happening? Bur- but but like as like a little it. finger food, it was a nice bite. <laughs> but I couldn't do like an entire burger of it. There was a restaurant in Atlanta. It's a bar in Atlanta, and um, I don't know if you guys ever get to get to Atlanta. But I've been to Atlanta once. Okay, well, it's this really cool part I like to go to called East East Atlanta. I mean, East Atlanta. It's really like a really cool bars and all of that. They have they, it sold the Luther. A friend of mine went in there. He he was drunk or whatever. He had two of them. He was sick <laughs> for three days. Oh no. He was. He thought he was having a heart attack and everything. Oh, man. Yeah. You probably are, yeah, buddy. It's like you putting all of that stuff, you know, in like that. I don't know. I don't know if that is that's supposed to go together. I don't Eggs think and, and, and Krispy Kreme and bacon and beef. They just looked at some doctor's list of things to avoid when yeah. they heart attack and they're like, let's put it on a we yeah. donut. It's like, oh I added bacon. That's my one extravagant item on right. this thing. But this is like this is all extravagant it's items. All, ding, it's ding, all ding, ding, ding. like three pieces of cheese too. Yeah. You Do know? you guys have a vice like like that you're like, Oh, I could eat that? Like a nasty food that you can think of? I like the apple pie flavored burger at Burger King. Dude. Oh, no. the ring. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think I've been eating like relatively healthy and LA style so long that there's not even a um, gross food I can think of that would sound yeah. good anymore. Like it all comes with so much guilt in my. Head. You know what? It's something about LA too. It's like yes. you're like you have to eat right out here. You don't really every, have many options. You don't. Like you can go to the store. You can make your own stuff, but I don't want to make. Red velvet cake. Yeah, give me a slice. You know what I'm saying. And the only ones I think you can get around my house of real red velvet is like gluten free vegan red See, velvet, like with go, raw yeah. carrot. Yeah, and I don't okay. want to do that. I do enjoy going to like high end restaurants and getting things like like that are Brussels sprouts, but they're with bacon or right. whatever. Like you know, Fried. yeah, they, they add Brussels those sprouts. things to them. Yeah, so it's like sort of healthy at first, but <laughs> right. then they do these things to it that make it the opposite of that. Right. In high school, I liked a McDonald's fish fillet, which I think of now and like. Vomit gets caught in my Me throat. too. Yeah. <laughs> Anything from McDonald's. I used to like the McRib. Oh. Like I would probably, I would have a heart attack if I see one. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't even imagine eating a McRib. I think I had like I remember when remember when McDonald's did the uh the, the chicken wings. This was last year. They did the chicken wings. I was like, man, all right. Oh yeah. I have to try a McDonald's chicken wing. I had I got six of them. I think I got through a half of one. <laughs> and I was like, but this is McDonald's. And I don't right. know what this, this grease feel has been. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many filet McFishes they have dipped in this. Oh. Uh, you know, how many bad onion rings or something like that. Oh. So I couldn't get through it. I think the thing that I sort of like to eat is those Entenmann's Popums, which are like the little donut holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll just go through those. That's not so bad, is it? Yeah, except then you, like, instead of just having one, it's like, oh, I had, like, ten, which is, like, I've had two donuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you don't so feel as bad eating, you're just popping them in. Right. You know, <laughs> know Valentine's Day is coming up, so oh, I, have, yeah. I have two daughters and I have a wife, so there's going to be a lot of bad food going on around <laughs> You know, sweet. Tarts. Are you bringing candy home? I don't want to. My wife brought candy home last night. And I hate. Oh. Candy. I love candy, so I don't want to have it in my house. Yeah. But I'll eat it. Exactly. You know. Yeah, totally. You know what I did last week though, y'all? I went to Big Lots and I got some. Um, All bad stories start like this. I got some Christmas candy. Oh, no. <laughs> they had the Reese's. Uh, they had the Reese's. Oh, those Christmas trees. The Christmas trees. Oh, those things. I got like six packs of those, and I'm keeping them in the freezer because I like cold Reese's. Oh, that's yeah. That's and I'm about not as good doing good against. on my diet right now. You got a Fitbit on. I got a Fitbit on. It doesn't know about it what you're know doing. It doesn't know about the Reese's. Not, I'm not putting it in my like my daily. Uh, 
diet plan. <laughs> I'll have like leftover candy from holidays, like in my pantry or whatever. I'll go on there and be like, "Should I eat this pumpkin shaped candy right now?" <laughs> no, I, think, I think I'm a little ways away from this. I feel I doubt that this is good. <laughs> right yeah. for the previous Halloween, where are we? <laughs> Valentine's Day with three ladies in the house. Oh, man, it sucks, man. It's really sucks. <laughs> it was probably fun. How old are your girls now? Fourteen and nine. Yeah. So this is getting real. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know. It's all that candy in the house. That's all I care about. It's like, you know, like, man, it's, it's going to be there. And it's going to be in the candy drawer. And you know what? I have like. It's a candy drawer. I have. But you know what? The thing, the thing is, I have like locked that out of my brain. And I forget that we even have a candy drawer. I open the drawer. I'm like, what's it? Oh, it's like Willy Wonka <laughs> defecated in the drawer. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what is all of this magical treats? Ooh. Yeah. I took a poop <laughs> in your candy drawer. Um, yes, Gene Wilder. Speakers for everybody. That's fine. I should get, warn you before I go to Gene Wilder. Um, <laughs> Do you get those Whitman sampler boxes that have My all the. My wife had one yesterday and she just bought it. My wife is like a yoga instructor. You see her, she looks like Wonder Woman. Like, you know, but she had, I think she might have went through a whole one yesterday. <laughs> it was on the floor. <laughs> like, she was eating them, and I looked, I got up to get up, take a shower, whatever. It was just on the floor. That is the saddest place like, for an empty is. box of You know what else she bought yesterday? Oreos has cookie dough Oreo now. I saw somebody post a picture of that. Is that a Yikes. good thing or she, like the worst thing? I mean, I had one last night. And I said, I need to get this away from me. Oh, it's good. I'm the only fat person in the house. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't do what you guys do. You know? And like, I just saw, I was like, man, what are y'all trying to do? Man, y'all know they don't care though. The women's sampler boxes are tough because half of them are good and half of them are awful. And sometimes like I'll take a bite and I'll be like, oh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> out. Why are you trying to pass this one off on me? My great aunt taught me that you just scratch the bottom off. So you can see what's inside, and then you put it back in, and then like people not a lottery ticket. <laughs> people that don't care, they won't look at the bottom. People that are just going to eat indiscriminately won't even know you used your fingernail to dig a hole in the bottom and see what was in there. The worst thing in the world is like uh, uh, February the twenty seventh when you have a box of half eaten chocolate just laying around from two weeks ago, Oof. and you're like, man, what am I going to do with this? But then you, you get, a, the but then ball. you get a, 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 a chocolate like you know thing come over you. Just, let me just tough through it and eat it. I don't give a shit at this point. There's that the feeling of like, I'm going to eat this fast because that will make it less damaging to my body. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah, finish yeah. it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just snarf it all right now and then I won't gain weight tomorrow. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> either. Uh, did you kids watch the Super Bowl? Did that happen? Yeah, I watched it. What a game. Am I right? Mm. Uh, so the halftime show. <laughs> no, that's the best part about it. When Seattle somehow put up another 27 points. <laughs> um, so it was Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, <laughs> Chili Peppers didn't even bother to plug their guitars in. No. Which <laughs> you could see on photos. Oh, really? They just was just... Not, not plugged in. Really? Okay. Yep. Um and it was funny because they talked about like Bruno Mars, Chili Peppers, Bruno Mars, Chili Peppers. But it was really just kind of a cameo by the Chili Peppers because yeah. they came up and did like a minute of what I got. You got to get it. Put it in you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what I got. You got to give it to your mama. Yeah. <laughs> that was a beautiful. Yeah, those are course. great lyrics. <laughs> they responded to the Super Bowl spirit. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So Bruno Mars gets up there and, they're, you know. 
it seems like it's going pretty well, pretty musically good and, you know, doing a nice medley thing. And then Chili Peppers get up there shirtless. No one wants to see that now. Yeah, the Nikitas. That's my five-year-old show. Yeah, yeah. can't admit that. And then it just felt like it was like a time warp all of a sudden. Like, whoa, 1991. Yeah. And then we did that. And if it had been Mars instead of Bruno Mars doing public with the volume, then it really would have been 1990. <laughs> but, uh, how yeah, long ago just, did you I think was of just that? Watching it, and I was just like, this is like sad to me. Like, I know the Chili Peppers are still kind of big, but like, and I guess points to them for playing a, a classic track in mm-hmm. a sense instead of doing something off of something recently that you're like, right. what is, what is, this what is that? Yeah. You know, you're on the biggest stage that there is because right. this literally was the most watched television program Ever. of all time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I did not contribute. John got it on in the living room, and I got really depressed by it. Yeah. I don't know if it was my hormones or what, but it all just made me feel sad. You felt sad for Peyton Manning. I don't even Guy know which cannot, one that is. I've heard he's famous. Yeah, <laughs> more people, this is probably more people than I have ever watched What's this Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> you combine all of the previous Seahawks games right. under a ship. Right. Um, but, you know, kudos to them. They've been an interesting team. Yeah. But, man, it was just not even close. It was just a total drumming. Yeah. And they're young, too. Seahawks are very young. Yep. And you have so, Richard Sherman, who's yeah. uh, a little eccentric. He's a wild man. He's eccentric. That's a good word yep. for him. He's, he is. He's very eccentric. Because he's Harvard educated. Or not Harvard. Uh, Stanford, Stanford educated. People forget that. He's man. very he's smart. 4.0 at Stanford. Too. Yeah. Uh, 3.8, I think it's Stanford. Super smart guy. And then after that last game, when he came yeah. out and was like talking crap about People Michael Crabtree. too much of a big yeah. deal of yeah. that. He was pumped up. And he, the play just happened. Yep. And you stick a microphone in yeah. his face. Yep. That's so, why he's an athlete, yeah. because he can get that freaking that, pumped up about it. Right, things. that's what it is, yeah. That, that's all it was. It's like you put a microphone in the man's face after he just made the play. When all the adrenaline is yeah. rushing through his body. Yeah. Just send them to the Super Bowl. Just send them to yes. the Super Bowl. The yeah. thing that, and they beat the team that they hate. Yeah. Not the team that they dislike, that they hate. Yeah, yeah. they're same division, same div- yeah. constantly yeah. You know, their rivals to right. go places. So, yeah. yeah. And the coach that he despises it was his Harbaugh was his college football coach who talked so much smack about him that he dropped to the fifth round that's the reason why he hates uh, he hates Harbaugh I'm not a Harbaugh fan either he's just too because uh, I'm well I'm a Lions fan so there was that whole handshake yeah, bullshit yeah. a couple of years ago but yeah. the guy's just like total hothead he is a hothead man you see him on the sideline he wins so it is what yeah. it is but he got beat by his brother last year I yeah. like that, yeah that, cool. <laughs> that did, yeah that I liked a lot but yeah not much of a game it was like hard I bet the advertisers that had like kept their ads for the second half oh, thinking man. like oh it'll be oh, a nail yeah. biter it'll be defensive or whatever yeah. are probably like oh, fuck no one's Whoops. watching our shit now yeah, <laughs> yeah. cause I mean it was the most watched Super Bowl but it was probably the most turned from Super Bowl too. oh yeah you know, I'm sure 28 to Nothing. Like, right, it's twenty nine. Nothing. I'm like, okay, that's it. This is fun. Yeah. I think it probably. I think most people probably made it to about halfway through the third quarter when all of a sudden, like this, the, the second half started with a defensive score or whatever. Right, with a, uh, a kickback. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Kick, the return. Yeah. Return. So right then and there, it was like a good night. I think that's yeah. probably when people were like, forget it. I don't. Yeah. Especially Denver fans, I'm sure were out. Yeah, they said it was. Um, they said after that play, Denver like the the the, the ratings or the boxes turned. Yeah, I right, believe right it. Then, yeah, it's crazy. It's hard to watch a team you care about just get their asses kicked, get especially on the highest stage. Man, it just negates the whole year. I mean, that like really messes up your party. You having Super Bowl parties at yeah. home? 
<laughs> the mood is just like, you guys want to play, play Cranium or something? Exactly. <laughs> I think we actually started playing charades about the fourth quarter. I think we did. I was at a party. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to play charades? The real charade is on yeah. the TV, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you were sort of in the sports world on Eastbound and Down, yes. which great show by the way, very uh, funny. You're yeah. so funny on it. Um, I appreciate that. There's yeah. a great like the whole kind of sports centery thing that you guys are sending. It was such so dead on in a way <laughs> that like it was accurate, but just a little bit exaggerated, right? Um, just like the whole like them taking the stage and like running around and the right. ball, everything. It's just yeah, like, it's a little so cringy. So on, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> totally accurate because I do watch a lot of those things. I watch them too. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I got that's why I got like I already knew what they were going for when I read it. When I read it, when I had to audition for, it, I said I know exactly what they want, man. So it was already in my mind. I was like, okay. And then did you get to work on what you brought to it? Like, did the character change at all from you being cast in it, or I just like I. Well, it changed because I changed a little bit because I just took it a little bit further up. Yeah. And this is because I was on set and I was like, man, Danny McBride is really funny. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't <laughs> want to get lost. So I got to go really over the top. Everybody has to turn it up all the way yeah. on that show. It's so absurd. Right. Yeah. And Ken Reno is crazy funny. It, it, oh, it can. I mean, so. That's what it is. I'm sitting there with Dan. Danny McBride, Kim Marino, and John Reap. Yeah. And I'm like... Turn it up. All right. I'm not about to get lost. Yeah. So let me do what I can, you know. So, yeah, I had to turn it up for real. Whenever I watch that show, I think of, like, what it would look like on the page because it feels like the actors just take it to... Yeah, we do. As far as they can, we do. you know? We just... We, yeah. We, we have, you guys come from Sketch World, right? Yeah. And I do, too. So it's like, I'm like... It's here on the page. I know I got something in my mind of what I'm gonna do, you know. So, and everybody there just such great improvers. Yeah, you know. And I know they just show. They just sent me uh, the blooper reel. I had to sign off on it or whatever. I was like, when they pe- when people see this blooper stuff, like it's nine or ten minutes of just blooper. I just like, you know, stuff that they didn't use. Like this is about as funny as anything you will ever see on television, man. I can't even you know? imagine how they make the choices with a cast like that yeah. of like what goes in at the end. I couldn't even. I couldn't either because I, I know when we were watching it, I was watching episodes. I was like, man, I had a funnier line than that. But people, <laughs> I like, I had something really. I was all like, Danny did this whole bit about like he started trying to speak. Me- he tried. He called us trying to speak Mexican. He was trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> And he was doing it like he just made it up on the fly. And we couldn't, like, we were trying to hold it in so much, and we couldn't hold it in. That's probably why they couldn't use it. <laughs> but man, I was like, it's just such good. Like, these guys were just a genius. And Ken, Matt, Ken Marino's a beast. So good. He's a beast. And yeah. he's like the king of that understated. Like, it is, it's exactly right, but just enough wrong. Like, with yeah. everything he does, he's so good at getting it, like, really close to the truth, but ju- then just making it uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, because he, he makes things very uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know how blue we can get on As blue as you want. When he was like, man, he was talking about, he was talking to uh, uh, Danny about me, he said, and then Dantella's just beating, just beating you up, just fucking you in the ear. Just keep fucking you in the ear with his big black dick. I'm like, man, like, where the hell did this come from? It's, that's just can no man. And he knows exactly what works, like, and what will look good, like, on screen. Like, he'll say it, and I'm like, man, that's really Really crazy, but when you watch the playback, like that's really fucking funny, you know. So, yeah. yeah, he's good. And you met Danny McBride at a party in New Orleans. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah, because you guys are filming. We were doing Django, and he was right. doing on uh, This Is the End. Yeah, 
And we just sat. We talked for a little there while. There was a joint Django, and this is the end party. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because uh, Jonah was in both movies. Jonah Hill was in both. It's like, let's all just get together. Yeah, and it's like a lot of friends from, you know, both movies yeah. and stuff. So we were there, man, and we, we were just sitting around just talking, man, Danny. And um, this was like before he knew that season five was going to come back. They're going to come back for season five. I was like, man, if you do it again, man, you got to bring me on, you know. Now, oh. Peapod doesn't even remember having that conversation. He does remember having that conversation because we talked about it when, like one day. He said, I remember we had that conversation. And then the guy who's the, uh, who, who's the DP for them, for um for Eastbound with the DP on um this is the end mm-hmm. and he was like yo because it was all three it was us three having a conversation and he said something to me about it like before anything the DP said so he was like I remember the conversation we all three of oh had. wow so yeah. Put it out there. I put it out there in the world. Put, put it out, it the out there. Yes, yep, I do. It's gonna be a little surreal that like. Well, one, you're working with Quentin yeah. on Django, yeah. which has got to be an experience. Right. And then you go to a party with everybody from this other thing, and then yeah. you ride, and then it kind of puts Opens you... the door but, to a whole new comedy. But, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we're all friends. Like, me and Jonah, we've been known each other. I've known Jonah since before he was famous. You oh, know? wow. So it's like we... I knew him, like, maybe super bad, like, before Super Bad came out. Because I remember we we, we played, we're poker friends. So he's like, I just got finished doing this movie, the Super Bad movie. I'm like, that's what's up, man. Good to hear <laughs> You know, because I was like, we were all hanging with Todd Phillips at the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I do all these Todd Phillips movies. Though, man. I don't know what you're talking about. But then he good becomes, luck with that. I know, good luck with your little career. But then, so, like, uh, there's a lot of the guys, like, you know, we all hang together anyway. So, like, but that party, but that party was sort of surreal, though. New Orleans. That that New Orleans party, yeah. It was yeah, sort of you're also, you're also Is in there a New Zydeco Orleans. band? Like what's You that know what? Thing? It wasn't a Zydeco, but it it, it might have been a big band though. I mean uh-huh. it might have been a brass band yeah. there. You know, it's New Orleans, so it was a cool brass band. I did listen to some hellified Zydeco music though. Oh my you know, gosh. Yeah, those Cajun boys ain't no joke. They can make they can, some they music. They make some crazy music. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a really dope I mean it, the party wasn't that cool. It's just like, you know, just Sitting there and talking to Danny because I'd never talked to him before, and I love Eastbound and Down. So you know? good, and yes. I, yeah. How long were you in New Orleans for? Five, four or five months. Oh, well. Really? Yeah, Whoa! Months. Did you ever eat at a place called Giacomo's? Yes, I did. I got, I got so fat in New Orleans. <laughs> like it took me. All right, I lost twenty pounds at the beginning of this year, and I got twenty more to go. I, I I'm at the weight right now that I was when I first did Django. <laughs> I gained so much weight. Giacomo's. Uh, I love Giacomo's. That's like the best fit I've ever had. God, they just keep bringing you, like, you bring it to you. We had a big table, like a 30-foot table with all everybody from the cast was there just eating. Oh. So fat, man. So crazy good. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. It's what really else? What's the um, Cafe du Monde? We used to eat that every night. Yep. Beignets. 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 Oh, good. Oh, I do. Beignets I have a soft spot for because they sell But them. they're basically enemas. <laughs> Well, Next no. level. I mean, they're powdered sugar deep yeah. fried donuts. Fine, but yeah. they, they had them. Um, there's a Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, like a downtown Disney in Anaheim. Um, mm-hmm. And so I go to Disneyland a lot. So like, I'll always try to like pop over there and get some beignets. <laughs> yeah. They're so freaking good. Yeah, I love me some beignets. So good. So so for Django, like right. Quentin's like, yeah, he's a pretty boring director. He's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, this guy. Anything. Um, that's got to be a pretty crazy work environment, I would imagine. And it's the most intense crazy. set, I would imagine. It's not intense at all. Really? It's the funnest set in the world. Quentin Tarantino, if you're doing your job... I seen Quentin get mad once, and I worked on that movie for six months. I did four or five months in New Orleans. I did a month out here in L.A. 
he got mad at me one time. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> it was the last. It was like the last day of shooting too. Quentin doesn't like phones or i iPhones, iPods, anything on set, right? Yeah. So this is like the last day of filming. It's when I was in the cage and throwing a dynamite in the cage and shit. And he's like, uh, calling me, Omar, Omar. And I just had my headphones. So I was just grooving up. Like, Omar. I'm like, yeah. He said, what the fuck are you doing, man? I was like, I'm sorry, listening to music. He was like, dude, I said, you know we can't have iPods. So you better be glad it's your last day on set. <laughs> he, went, he went off on me, but then I started acting. He was like, see, that's why I fucking like you, because you're great. I was like, thank you, man. I said, appreciate it, man. It all works nah, out. I did. I was like, dang, man, Quentin. I've got to do a good job. Yeah, but he never gets mad, man. I mean, it's the greatest set. Like, you have to be... To, to be a director of a movie, man, you got to be like a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ex-football dude. You got to be a great head coach, you know. And he's such a great head coach. Sam Raimi is, too. These guys are like Todd Phillips is, too. These guys who are successful, they're really good coaches. Yeah. And they really delegate very well, you know. Um, so it's not intense at all. Like and Even in a movie like Django, yeah, that's which what I was should thinking. be intense, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's not like – you're loose enough to be able, because especially you have the best actors in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? These guys know their jobs. You know, it's a lot of laughing going on. So it has to be a lot of laughing when you're doing Handling stuff that like heavy. that. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty heavy. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine tackling that subject matter and having it be as intense as it could especially be. Especially yeah. for like five months. But oh, my gosh. They shot for 11, or I think 12 months. The whole movie was shot for 12 months. Wow. And it's like. You know, you can't do it like that. You can't have, like, that much time and that long and just be dreary and, you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Sam Raimi, yeah. he directed the pilot for Rake. Yeah. Is that correct? So cool. He directed two, he directed two episodes. He directed nice. the pilot, which you'll see tomorrow because that's the first <laughs> They're showing it out of order, right? They're showing it out of order. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then he directed the first the the pilot pilot, the second pilot, the co-pilot, I call it. <laughs> um, he directed that one, too. I love Sam. Yeah. Sam is really good, man. He is. He's cool. He's done some good stuff. He's done some good yeah. stuff. <laughs> no kidding. He has. I mean, like it's funny, like the um when 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 we were shooting the original pilot, uh the number one movie in the world was Oz the Great and Powerful. The number one movie in the country was The Evil Dead. Got it on And those are so those you know, I'm like, yo, and I'm working with him and I said I said the best part of your week is that you're working with me today. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're 100% right. But Sam is so dope, man. He's really good, man. So the show, like, you play Roy, correct? Yes. How did you, it's a remake of an Australian show, first yes. and foremost. This is the U.S. version. How did right. you come to it? Uh, I just auditioned, you yeah. know. But um, I, when I got the role, I watched the whole Australian series. Um, and I think I'm the only person that, that I, I like. I really watched it and I studied it a lot. I knew I like the character that I play. I wanted it to be a little bit different than the character in the Australian version. Mm-hmm. Like probably not Australian. They're not white, <laughs> you know. But it's like, but they're friends, you know. But I didn't like the way I'm playing. It's like I'm not just. I don't want to play that's just some muscle guy, you know. It's just like this is my job. I really don't even like my job, but I have to do it. I do like my job. I don't like beating up um, Keegan Dane all the time, <laughs> but it's the part of the job, you know. So that's how I try to play it. But um, you know, it's it, 
it's a really good role. It's, it's really meaty for me. It's great. I yeah. just binge watched on Fox because you okay. can watch it on the on their website. Right. And it's a really great show. It is. I hope so many are, good actors. It's a lot of good acting on that show. Yeah. It is. And I think Greg is, man, he's really good. He's so good. He's really good. Yeah. He comes from the comedy world, too. And he's, his, his, his timing is really good. Yeah. Yeah, we were working. We had this scene on on Friday, and man, we were both like, "I was like, this is turning into a sitcom a lot." So we got to bring it down a little bit because it's really funny. <laughs> like, but our, but our, and our chemistry is really good. I like it. I, I like working. He's with great. Him. Like, I, it's because his part's tricky because it could be very unlikable. Yeah. If not played by somebody who is likable. Right. Yeah, he's, he's vulnerable he's a rake, enough, so to speak. He's right. a rake. It's not about a yard worker. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right. Oh, rake right. term. Right. So, like, you know, you like him even though you shouldn't sometimes. Right. And uh, you need somebody like a Kinnear who can pull that off. But you have to, I mean, like, because we like Greg Kinnear. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's perfect casting. Because, like you said, it couldn't could be, could be like, you couldn't do this show on network and have, like, say, David Duchovny. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's perfect. He's perfect for Californication, but that's on. Because he's got that thing going on. Yeah. Cause, and that might be him <laughs> yeah. in real life. Yeah. You know I think so. Saying? It yeah. is. Because he went to rehab. He went for to rehab it. for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, um, but now Greg is so perfect for it, man. He's, he's I just, I enjoy working with those Did guys. Did you know so any of the guys that you're working with before the show? I didn't know any of them. Really? I never, I, knew, I didn't know any of them. Nah. And, um, you know, I knew of him. I knew John Ortiz. And I knew, like, our showrunner, Peter Tolan. Yeah. And, of course, I knew Greg. But, I, I mean, I'd never I met any of those cats before. Nah. Seems like it's going well. It's going pretty good. <laughs> it's going good. I, I, you know, we just, you know, we want to we we get picked up for that second season. Because that's yeah. when it'll get real fun. It's hard now. Shows can get buried so easily. They can, yeah. So easily. Especially, like, when you premiere, like, during the same time as the Winter Olympics. Yep. And yeah, that's not weird, helpful. It's a weird uh, time because most actual programming falls by the wayside. I mean, it helps so, that we live in a yeah. DVR age now where people yeah. just DVR it and watch it when they can. Yeah. But, like, they still, it's still a tricky way that they're monitoring that. Or, you yeah, know. I wonder yeah. how they monitor that. And I know that, like, they're showing our show on Saturday nights also. Right. And so um, it's showing at 8 o'clock on Saturday because, you know, it comes on Thursday on, at 9 o'clock. But then they're showing it on, um, on Saturdays. So I'm like, I wonder... Can they combine those two numbers? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of math goes on behind yeah. the scenes? I mean, I think that the show would be on a bit of a longer leash because of that, because they have to acknowledge the fact that people just completely stop watching, like, right. on CTV. Like, they're yeah. literally just watching Most shows are on hiatus for yeah. the They're just showing repeats or whatever. There's not a lot of new stuff. So I have to imagine that they figure, like, well, we'll use this time to build the show up a bit, and then right. people hopefully will find it yeah. online or just finally dump it off their DVRs and yeah. that kind of thing. So. Yeah, hopefully it's a great show. Hopefully it'll. Yeah. And if you have missed it, you can watch it on Fox. You watch it on yeah on Fox or on demand. Um, or you like or nine o'clock on 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 Friday nights. Or the encore on Saturday. With the encore you on Saturday at eight. You, you just have to try. Yeah, you just have to just want it. Yeah, yeah. You got to want it. It's <laughs> there it's for you. It's got to be your Valentine's candy. You can make <laughs> a Sunday matinee out of it. There you go. On your DVR oh, you're and, crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's so many times you can yep. watch it. <laughs> There's no sports on Sunday. Just That's right. Yep. Done. Uh, well, let's do firsts. We do okay, this every great. podcast. It's a different first thing from life. This is sort of geared towards you since you are a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who or what was the first pro wrestling thing you were into? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. You know what? Uh, no. Hulk Hogan was the biggest one. I think the first one might have been um, 
uh, the Wildfire Tommy Rich. Y'all probably don't know who that is. That's down south wrestling. He, I don't know. I did used to watch wrestling when I was a kid. But okay, him, I don't know. Yeah, it's like down south. What wrestling. was his thing? He did was just fiery. <laughs> you know, like in retrospect, I can tell he probably uh, was drunk. <laughs> you know, like oh, he has a lot of energy in him. He's slurring his <laughs> he's words. Kind of messy. Yeah, he's a little messy with it. I used to like Wildfire Tommy Rich. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Nice. And then Hulk Hogan, when he came in, it just, it, you know, that's everything. Yeah. That was definitely the time period that I was into it, um, like, you know, early 80s, right. late 80s. And when it was, like, the WrestleManias were just starting out, they're in their yeah. first couple of years. Uh-huh. I remember I used to have the wrestling album, which is yeah, the Rock that, it was Wrestling All Stars, I think. Something like that. So every track was, like, with the exception of Land of a Thousand Dances or 10, you know, that song, like, na, 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 na. They do that song with everybody. But then. Each of them have individual tracks. Like Junkyard Dog had a song called "Grab Them Kicks." Grab them kicks. <laughs> yeah. Coco Beware had the Power Driver or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are the cakes? But 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 all but cakes. Yeah. Yep. The Unless you take it very cakes. literally, and then I mean, there's a surge on cake sales. <laughs> and Junkyard Dog at that time was eating a lot of cake. Yeah. Junkyard Dog was never that fat until he no. got there. He used to be uh, in shape, ripped like a Mr. Olympia. He got a WWF. He got really fat. He was yep. eating them cakes, grabbing yeah. them cakes. And it was all about like Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik, yep. the cage match, and that kind of stuff. Uh, Captain Lou Albano, who of course crossed over with Cindy Lauper videos yep. and the rubber bands <laughs> on his face. Mm-hmm. I for some reason was a big fan of the British Bulldogs. I don't know why. They were good wrestlers. Yeah. Davy Boy Smith and um, what's the God? Why am I blanking right now? Davy Boy Smith and I forgot the other one. Yeah, he, I can't think of it either. The Dynamite Kid. Yeah, yeah. The Dynamite Kid. They were uh, Dynamite Kid was an awesome wrestler. And Davy Boy Smith just was looked like a Superman. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. Though. But the best gimmick had to be Jake the Snake Roberts. By what far. was his gimmick? It's what you think it is. He has a burlap a sack snake? with a snake on it. Called Damien. So what he would do is like he would. This the is snake's quotes. name was Damien. Yes. yes. He would knock somebody out. <laughs> the DDT in quotes. Yeah. Because uh, of course it's all staged. No, it's not. It's real it's to real. me. <laughs> it's real. Uh, <laughs> somebody, so somebody would get knocked out. Like he would, you know, elbow them or you know. He could put them in a DDT. Yeah. Grab them. Drop. Headlock, drop yeah. him out, uh, and then he would go over to his burlap snack, take his snack sack, take the snake out, and just put it on. Ew, that is horrible. So, so I went to um, the WWE. <laughs> I went to the Raw uh, on Monday. They was at Staples Center. I, I was at NFL Network on Monday. I'm, I saw the wrestler Daniel Bryan right behind. Me. I was like, "Oh Jesus, Daniel Bryan, what's up?" We talked. He's like, you going to the show tonight? I said, I don't know. I said, you guys got any tickets? I was playing around. He's like, yeah, I'll get you some tickets. Got me two tickets. Oh. I was like, front row. I was this like, is okay. happening. Like, and I never went home. I'd pick my kids up and drop them off. I, mean, I you know, Just make them wait in the car. Just, uh, I'd drop them off at home. I got keys. You go upstairs. And stepmom would be home in a second. Then I, um, I, I, I went to the wrestling match. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And they're honoring Jake the Snake Roberts. They're putting him in the Hall of Fame. Oh wow! And so they Ooh. had a big montage about him. Yeah, nice. I was like, man, he was my—he was one of my favorites, though. I dug him and Roger Reddy Piper because I loved They Live after yeah. the fact. Yeah, tried to act Ugh. with Keith David. That is a very yep. territorial thing. I'm going to put my snake on you after I, you pass out. Uh, it is. Yeah, it was all about like the caricatures and the gimmicks then, even more so than yeah. later. Even here like, comes Damien. <laughs> you know what I really like? I like I like the bad guys. Like you talking about Roddy Piper, yeah, and you talking about Jake Roberts. I like the bad guys more because they weren't as like cartoonish. Like Roddy Piper really wasn't that cartoonish. He had the kilt on, yep, you know. But like the Ultimate Warrior, all those guys were real. Like they like real cartoon characters. 
was a fun time. It was very theatrical. It was, yeah. <laughs> I used to dig watching that. Did you watch any of that stuff, Vanessa? No, I I'm, I just have a sister, and um, <laughs> we were not into that. <laughs> but once I got into high school, one of my best friends um, in high school was like a brother to me, and he had brothers. Mm-hmm. And I would go over to his house, and he had like the... I don't even know, WWE video game? Yeah. And we would play that, and then it would always turn into just like, they had a huge rec room just attacking each other for like two hours, and that yeah. was really fun. Yeah. That was the closest. Yeah. So you were like, elbow dropping. Like, I was never allowed to even be like rough in my house. It was so freeing yeah. to just attack So you someone. weren't into glow as a kid? I mean, I was a glow. Gorgeous ladies. <laughs> Mount Fuji. Yeah. They, 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 they have a, a documentary on Netflix now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty good, too. Oh yeah, I actually have that in my queue. You do, yeah. yeah I want to watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, let's check that out. All right, that went uh, pretty decently. I think it went great. Uh, all right, it's time for my questions. Uh, this is five different trivia questions about stuff that you've been in. Okay. And if you can't get it, I'll try to give you a hint. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, question one: You played Biggie Slim on an episode of the Nathan Fillion crime comedy procedural Castle. Mm-hmm. The name of your episode also shares its title with a Steven Soderbergh film. What is it? Jeez. Uh... Citrus fruit. It's a clue. Citrus fruit. I. Uh, Not lemon, but lime. Yeah, the limey. Yeah, the Australian. Yeah. Like, well, Australians aren't called limey. No, the right? um. But the actor was um was from Australia, but he's playing an Englishman. Right. Yeah. But yeah, because he's playing a limey. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Which is also that Terrence Stamp movie that Soderbergh did. Okay. Which is a great film. I like Terrence Stamp. Um, question two. You played big Tony Hamilton in the Sandra Bullock hit The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. The film is the true story of Michael Err, who went on to be the first round pick of what football franchise Ravens. in 2009? Yeah. Good, good movie. Uh, didn't do very well, unfortunately. No, no one saw it. Yeah, that one just <laughs> fell by the way. It really though. just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Totally did a Titanic and tanked. <laughs> uh, question three. You played Chicken Charlie in Quentin Tarantino's revisionist western, Django Unchained, though he likes to call it a southern, I guess. Right. Uh, what the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Justified actor appears as villain oh, Billy Walt. Crash? That's one of my best. my brother from another mother. Dub G. <laughs> Walter Goggins, the best actor on television. Yeah, he's amazing. Period point. Amazing. That's my brother, man. I talk to him once a week. Oh, sweet. Oh. Well, tell him he needs to do the Pop by Culture podcast. For sure. Because he, uh, he went to, uh, he's friends with Simon Helberg, and I had gone mm. to his like housewarming thing, and okay. I, just, I just saw his hair enter like yeah. Yeah, i saw his hairline i was like that's walter goggins that's walter goggins and then, sure enough it was uh, i don't oh, know if it's shit him, he's amazing amazing uh question four your very first role was in the raunchy comedy road trip yeah the character played by tom green has the same name as what easy listening crooner oh god god who did tom green play it's uh, uh like a animal like this Dragon. Oh, God. He hibernates. Oh, uh, um, uh, hibernates. Uh, Yogi. Bear? Yeah, now I did. Barry. Barry. Barry White? Barry. No, Barry. Second word sounds like a melon. Oh, 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 melon? Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Did he really? Yeah, His Barry name was Barry His name was Barry. His name was Barry. Barry <laughs> okay, for yep. sure. Not go. my best clue given. That's all right. <laughs> All right, you played Don't Tell Benjamin on HBO's Danny McBride comedy, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Kenny Powers uh, played for the Atlanta Braves, the New York Yankees, the San Francisco Giants, the Boston Red Sox, the Seattle Mariners, and a Mexican team called the Charos. What is the name of the South Carolina team he played for? Uh, the Myrtle Beach, the, the Mariner, the, 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 the Mermaids, the Mer- Merman. Yep. yep. Myrtle Beach Merman. How do I know that? You you just did such a good job. Do you know how I know that? Because it, like we had the same PR dude, and I was at the office yesterday, and then the... And, and, the sticker has the 
Myrtle Beach Merman. <laughs> Insignia. And I just saw you. I was like, what's that? He told me what it was. Like, that's the, the one. Okay. It was cool. all yep. preparing you for this moment. There it is. Yeah. You lived a divine life. Yeah. You did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think you got pretty much everything. Yeah. This is the last prize of podcast. It's my question. Okay. Uh, have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Okay. She does uh, ask that to everybody, by the okay. way. Okay. It's about a 2% return. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Usually they're just like in the periphery of someone's story. They're like, you know what's crazy? Them. My daughter is like, my nine year old is. Really into that show. What's Full House. Full House. She loves it. It's made such a comeback. I love it. The younger generations yeah. are getting they to live love it. it. <laughs> and they love the the Michelle Tanner. They love, well, that's the baby, right? Michelle. That's yeah. The yeah. 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 Yeah, they Big fan. Yeah. We've had Stephanie Tanner on the podcast a few Oh, really? Times. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, for yeah. sure. She's yeah. doing great. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell the girls she's doing great. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Okay, if you could set up a WWE wrestling match between one cast member from Rake and one cast member from Eastbound and Down, who would you want to fight each other? Uh, Steve from Eastbound and Down <laughs> <laughs> against... Uh, the grandma, if you haven't seen the, the, the grandmother yet, on uh, uh, the, the one who goes off, her and uh, Greg go off on each other all the time. No, you know what? I'd like to see John Ortiz against Steve. Against Steve Little? Oh, yeah, my gosh. Steve Little. That would be beautiful. <laughs> that would be beautiful. But John can box for real, though, so he might beat up Steve pretty bad. Probably. It would be like the Super Bowl all over again. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you have, oh, who would you be a house husband to on Real Housewives of Atlanta? Of Atlanta? Uh-huh, and who would your arch enemy be? Oh, my, um, I'll be a house, uh, my arch enemy would probably be uh, uh, Kenya Moore. Amen. God, I guess. Oh, Kenya. <laughs> Um, she is a hypocrite. Yeah, she's she's, she's I don't know. He's you know what? And I like a lot. I like all the rest of the girls. Maybe like I used to have a big crush on Candy. A big crush. How could you not? Like I mean, like because we're from the same city. We we were in the same theater group and everything. We were, oh really? Yeah. So Be her house husband. Yeah, she got a lot of money too. She, she does a lot of records. You could have a nice. She does have a nice house. She has a nice home. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably be candy. Stay there. Ooh. Yeah, my wife doesn't need to hear that. She already knows I got a crush on. <laughs> this was we. We really forced your hand on this. Okay, you had no right. choice. Yeah. Okay, you have frustrated a wizard, and he's giving you a choice between two alternate realities. These are always easy to wrap your head mm-hmm. around. Okay, mm-hmm. it's basically would you rather? Okay. Either you forget your entire life before age thirteen, you have no memories of your life, okay. but it all remains the same, right. or your childhood was the Cosby show. You were one of the Cosby kids. But you can't be promised that everything will lead you to where you are now. Mm. I, I will probably forget everything that happened before 13. Because it really didn't get fun until about 15. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. really lost at that point. Right. Being a Cosby kid, you know. Mm. Rory, Theo, Omar, <laughs> Denise. You could dance down the stairs. Oh, my God. Night and day. Baby. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Bud. I would do a lot to be Robert. a Cosby kid. <laughs> Bud. Bud. Okay. And this is your final question. Uh-huh. For a month, and I'm going to give props to John for helping out with this. You didn't know I took this. For a month, you get to be a super detective. This means you can't die, and you have double your IQ. Uh, Would you rather use these skills in the world of the wire or the world of the shield? Whew, super detective. Hmm. 
probably I don't know because I'd rather a be tough in question. All right, the Shield. You know why? Because why? I'd be in Los Angeles, and why I'd be in Baltimore? Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's you know? a good enough reason. <laughs> the crab cakes ain't worth. If they had had a super detective on the case in the Wire, it would have been like half a season. Yeah, long. they'd yeah. be like, God, that it. <laughs> yeah, because you know the detectives on there were pretty bad. McNulty, so bad. Come on, well, he was a drunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he kept making, he kept messing up. Bunk See, was never sober good. either. Yeah, and that's one of my good friends. I suggested yeah. that they do a drunk bunk Twitter yeah. account. Oh, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's Shout out show. to Wendell Pierce, one of the best actors on TV. Also. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. What's Walter Goggins going to think about that show? Yeah, you know what? See, <laughs> you got a Wendell Pierce show and you got a Walter Goggins show. You got The Shield yep. and you got The Wire. They both yeah. did a great job. They both did great, yeah. Yep. It's amazing when you watch those shows, like, both of them just to see all the guys that are in these ensembles now are all on things yep. yeah all, you know they, yeah. they're all amazing actors yeah, yeah. so good yeah. you did it you did the podcast I did and it was very fun guys I made it all the way through yeah. uh, people can follow you are on Twitter yes it's at Omar Dorsey nice they should definitely check that out. You're not playing games with people with that handle. We can I'm find not. you if we want no. to. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did it like a long time ago, and I just never even used Twitter. Yeah. And I just started using it lately, and I, I'm like, oh, I can really this say can what I want to say. You got to be sort of responsible with it, but you know, you can say what you want to say. You can say it immediately, and then you get such response. It's yeah, you exciting. do. Look, if yeah. something doesn't go well, just put, I am not famous anymore. Oh, right. Put the bag on your head. Right, put the bag on your head. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll, It'll be, be fine. Tie it up. Uh, and guys, watch Rake. Yes. Just do it. We Just told you the myriad yes, of ways please. you can do it. Yes. Do it. That's right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Rappin. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thanks for being here, Omar. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.